Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Culture Contrarian. Today is March 21st, and today is the day that I go before a school board, and I simply, lovingly, just want to exercise my free speech without being threatened to silence my speech without surrendering my Fourth Amendment right under the Constitution. The Fourth Amendment right affords me the freedom and the liberty to not identify who I am, where I live, or any standing that I have anywhere in society. As a, an American citizen of this wonderful free constitutional republic where we reside, these are rights that are just codified and supported in our constitution, but they don't, they're not granted to us by government. Unfortunately, government has attempted to restrain those, and they use actions such as threats, intimidation, coercion, duress, and even worse, to infringe upon us. And we often surrender to those voluntarily to comply to their requests, their solicitations, their asks. They simply merely ask a question, and people just surrender their Fourth Amendment. And that's a personal decision. That's totally a personal decision. But I appreciate those rights, and I want to model what being free looks for people like for people. And yes, it does look bizarre. I understand it looks very strange when a person stands up to authority and says, you're outside of your lane, folks. You have an oath to uphold, defend, and protect those rights enshrined in our state and commonwealth's constitution and the constitution of the United States. So respectfully, I decline your request to tell you who I am or any status that I have within this community. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and those rights protect me. Now, any actions that you take against me to silence my ability to just speak are criminal, and I'll hold you accountable. It's merely a citation. It's merely you'll have your day in court. Just like if I went through a stop sign, there's no injured party. Well, I'm an injured party if you silence my speech. And I just encourage people not to do that. Just, just don't do that. Stay in your lane. But unfortunately, standing up to authority is, is very risky. It's very, it's very dangerous because it's not reasonable. I encourage you to listen to Graham V. Connor as to why I constantly say those words. It's not reasonable for our public officials to know the laws that they must comply with, the laws that they must honor and uphold. And it's not reasonable for them to correctly represent or restate the law. And the Supreme Court says, for citizens, ignorance of the law is not a defense of the law or a defense against the law and a court of law. And they've made some additional burdens for us, we the people, that we have to inform the public citizens the public servants, when they are making false statements and afford them the ability to go through their chain of command or go to the district attorney to verify what they're doing is protected by their oath. If it is not protected by their oath, they're violating their oath and they're acting in their private person capacity. So in the language of a public servant, that means that they are losing their qualified immunity legal protection funded by the taxpayers because they're outside of their oath and that legal protection. And we need to warn them, sir, you're going to lose your qualified immunity. I encourage you to verify Graham v. Connor. 
Murdoch v. Pennsylvania. Check it with the district attorney. Check it with the solicitor. Check it with the attorney general. And if you choose not to check it, sir, ma'am, you're no longer reasonable. I'm giving you a reasonable opportunity to stop your unlawful actions. And when you are not reasonable, the judge finds you not being reasonable and you lose that qualified immunity and you're inside a federal court. I understand many people are taking an Article I path to try to enforce policy violations or Sunshine Law, Sunshine Act, sorry me, pardon me, violations. And, and good luck with that. Those will be time-consuming, they will be expensive, and you're going to get sucked into the, the procedure and process which is encumbered inside of an Article I court. Then you're going to need representation. You're going to need to hire a member of the bar whose profession is designed to write all of these laws, regulations, statutes, and codes to further infringe you. So they're really not your friend when they're going before the bar and the judge. They're aligned with the judge. They're aligned with the state. They're aligned with the school district. They're aligned with the superintendent. They're aligned with their practice. They're aligned with the bar. And where you are as the injured citizen is way, way, way down on the list. And this education to understand this is very deep and very wide and I understand why we are where we are because it's we've never been taught this in schools and we haven't spent the time to really understand what our rights are and how to exercise them. So all I'm doing is being a, 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 a diligent, God-honoring, law-abiding citizen understanding my personal responsibility that ignorance of the law is not a defense and I need to know the law. And I've spent an inordinate amount of time understanding, reading, and studying to know what it's like to be free. And it's hard, folks. It's really hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a tremendous amount of courage. And it totally makes sense why people voluntarily surrender. Because the threat is real. The threat of getting pain compliance torture devices put on your wrist being kidnapped and placed behind a vehicle, being moved from your destination into some holding cell where a man with blue gloves will wander across your body, or maybe a woman, and they will make these horrible things, statements about your physique. They'll humiliate you. Ask an officer if they have ever been in pain compliance torture devices for more than two minutes. Have they had them manipulated on them when they were wearing them? Have they ever been through the booking process? Has a judge ever had that happen? Have they ever been through the booking process to understand the humiliation even when you're a law-abiding citizen? I promise you if you've ever been in, hand, in those pain compliance torture devices and you were manu maneuvered with them, you will hate the person that did that to you. It's a memory that doesn't go away. You are victimized. We have allowed this to happen. And I need to be respectful, be professional to those law enforcement when they're acting outside their oath. I have to give them every opportunity and let them know, sir, I am not here under consent. You have, you have violated my rights. You have unlawfully detained me. 
I'm not free to go because if I try to go, you will tase me. You will shoot me. You will say I'm resisting if I don't submit to your authority, even though it's unlawful. I understand that's very frightening. Scary for me for as many times as I've been through it to various degrees. I don't enjoy it. I don't want to submit myself in the presence of that that type of tyranny. Don't misunderstand a word that I'm saying. I truly respect and honor those that have chosen to take a profession to protect and serve. However, there's no lawful responsibility or legal obligation for them to protect and serve. And I know that many of those people that take that profession do have that in their heart to uphold, protect, and serve. But sometimes best intentions can get manipulated and that following an order is more important than honoring an oath and that the fraternity, protecting the fraternity is more important than honoring the oath and protecting the citizens. And there's a significant career advancement for those that are able to collect revenue or to get citizens into the justice system because it generates revenue for the state and the county. So I respect the profession of law enforcement when they are honoring their oath. But when they're not a reasonable officer and they're conducting bad policing and they're following unlawful orders and directives that infringe upon my rights, I want to call them out. And I want to afford another officer an opportunity to say, listen, officer, you shouldn't be doing this. Or I may ask the officer, are you following an order? If you're following an order, have you registered your objection to following this unlawful order? Because you are violating my civil rights and you're doing it on your own capacity unless you've registered that objection. Just like in the military, you may be commanded to go do something in some village with children in the Viet Cong Delta of, of Vietnam under direct orders and do things to minor children. But you can say, Sergeant, Lieutenant, I just want to go on the record that this is a violation of my conscience. And I understand that I will be dishonorably discharged if I don't follow this order. So I'm just following this order under protest and under duress and go on the record. Absent of going on the record, that officer is in voluntary compliance of an unlawful order. I have to bring it to his attention. So this evening as I stand before a school board merely just to want to exercise my speech, I'm planning on two potential outcomes. One is that they finally got the message, they got the memo that their, their policy 903 is a distinct categorical deprivation of rights in violation of Marbury versus Madison in the Constitution and a violation of Murdoch versus Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling, both of those Supreme Court precedent. And that they say, we have made a collective decision as the board to revoke policy 903 as written. We're going to not enforce it as it's written nor with the changes that have been proposed. And we're going to take it under counsel and we're going to be looking to our attorneys and the local community to revise 903 to ensure it does not have elements in there which are a deprivation of our citizens' rights. And we apologize for our error. 
It took us some time to go through this, but respectfully, we're going to go on the right course. That is one possible outcome, and I pray that is the one that I receive. Alternatively, they could dig their heels in and that they could say, we're going to stand firm on this policy and you must do this. And if they choose the latter, I will be read, attempting to read something into the record for all the parents, for the board, for the board president, for the school superintendent, for the school principals, for the school solicitor, for the county DA, for the detectives units, and for the attorney general, and for the local police departments to stay in your lane. I have no power to make you make the lawful decision. I have no power. I can't make a police officer not turn his lights on to pull over a person, to activate emergency lights when there is no emergency. I have no power. I only have the power to, to make a reference that those lights were unlawfully activated and I was unlawfully detained for an unlawful investigation absent of probable cause of a crime. And I'll just hold them accountable. I can't make them do the right thing. I can't make anyone do the right thing. Accountability is difficult. Transparency is even more difficult. And I have my archive of evidence of everything that I have attempted to honor God in my messaging, to be respectful of the public servants and just remind them Please don't go down this path. I provided official service on January 21st for, for every meeting subsequent to January 24th, they ignored that service. And they kind of laughed it off because they weren't receiving any fines, penalties, or, or citations. They laughed it off and they thought they were in clear sailing. Well, from January 24th moving forward to this date, I have collected a mountain of evidence and that evidence, if needed be, will be made public. <clears throat> if they go down path two and they attempt to unlawfully criminalize a law-abiding citizen merely attempting to, to exercise his First Amendment and stand, for, stand firm in his fourth, and they attempt to criminalize me through conspiratorial acts, I'm prepared. This information won't be presented to the public. I'm a very reasonable person. I've had many people helping me along this path to collect this evidence that is exposing what our government is doing to us. And honestly, I have not granted access to the people that have been behind building this process, building out this archive of evidence. However, if I'm brought before a judge, demanded to provide my name and date of birth unlawfully to surrender my Fourth Amendment because I'll be held in contempt for a judge that has no probable cause affidavit that I've committed a crime, I'll release my evidence to the judge. I'll have this evidence available at the time if they try to aggress against me. But it's not reasonable that public servants will conduct due diligence and do a reasonable investigation. They will act impulsively. That's my prediction. It's my experience. Because they say we're not going to conduct court on the side. We're not going to conduct court in the public square. I said, I get it. I've attempted to warn you. I've been on the record. I've attempted to warn you. Don't do this. Don't do this. And I don't expect them to be reasonable. I think them, the, I expect them to be authoritarian. 
And I understand that the culture that goes behind that, I don't necessarily agree with that culture to to violate a citizen's constitutional rights, but they have the power to do it. And the only remedy is the one that's coming down the path is that I have to have overbearing, overwhelming evidence that shows that our public servants have been unreasonable. These public servants, all of them, have received one of my ebooks to let them know what a law-abiding citizen looks like and how I anticipate them to react and the steps that they will take in an attempt to violate their oath further, dig their heels in, and do things along a conspiracy in violation of 18 U.S.C. 241. I hope they don't. Is it reasonable that they would open my email? No. Is it reasonable they would open my email and look at the ebook? No. Is it reasonable that they will open the ebook and read it and understand that they've gone too far? No. But is it reasonable that I had to send it to them, to ask them to read it, to say, stop, don't do this? I believe I've been more than reasonable, and my documents will show that for seven weeks worth of effort and to not have any acquiescence on their behalf. So am I bitter? Heck no. Heck no. Am I angry? No, I'm not angry. Am I upset? No, I'm not ang- upset. I'm disappointed. I'm saddened that this is the kind of effort that's required for a citizen to be free. And I hope they make the right choice. I'm actually praying. I'm having people pray that they repent and not. Now, I don't expect them to repent. I don't even expect them to apologize, but I pray they revoke that unlawful policy. And that they are going to do what they're going to do. I have no control over what they're going to do. I have, a, I have the ability to control how I respond to it. And here's how I'm going to respond. On the record, on this date, before this meeting, if they approach me physically, I'm going to warn them, I caution you not to deprive me of my rights. But I can't make you do the lawful thing. And if you're going to aggress against me, I'm going to go limp. I will become a puddle of flesh on the floor because I don't want you to narrate that I'm resisting arrest because when my muscles are limp, you can't allege that I tense those muscles in an effort to resist. And we'll have multiple videos going to ensure that the narrative, which may be fabricated, is measured against the objective record of a video. Again, This is the effort that one must go to when we're dealing where we are today as a society. And I'm not, I'm not, yes, it's a burden. It's frustrating. How did we get to this point? It honestly doesn't matter. We've been asleep for so long. And I just understand that this is a war of spiritual magnitude. This is spiritual warfare. And I'm not fighting the law. I'm just allowing the law of man to be honored. And I have the Article 3 court for the remedy for that. And I'm God's justice is ultimately which comes to play. Earthly justice is fleeting. It's fleeting. I don't look for justice on this earth. 
justice is God's final determination. I need to say that God looks at me and says, well done, good and faithful servant. You ran the race. You ran the race in honor of me and in honor of my creatures. I did, Lord. I did. And yes, I stub my toe and I, I fumble and I make mistakes. Absolutely. But God, you forgive me for those because I turn away from doing them again. But those people that are going to violate their conscience and follow orders to aggress against another free human being, I pray for your soul, putting your head on your pillow at night that you have chosen a profession that you are just going to follow order, orders without the regards to the harm that may be invoked against another fellow human being abiding by the law, standing on their rights. I know this message won't pierce that conscience because the career and the fraternity and the, the revenue and the pensions and the legal protections won't cause them to change their, their career trajectory. They're going to stay in until they got their 25. But maybe after that 25, they'll go back to those people that they harmed, just like the alcoholic, and say, man, I made some poor choices. I'm sorry I did what I did to your life. That's a hope and a prayer, but it's not the reality in which I live in because I understand that there's a great divide. There's a great divide between humanity. The reprobate grossly outnumber the redeemed and the remnant is small. And I have one goal is to do things to make sure that my name is in that book and I am going to as the Reformed doctrine would state, I'm going to persevere after the saints. Again, I fail every single day, but I'm persevering. So I wanted to go on the record. This is an unusual broadcast for me, but I needed to, to put a, a timestamp on this. And I'm going to publish this after the day's events have concluded. And pray that I am a free man able to broadcast tomorrow and give you a summary as to what the response was. And as I am the defendant, uh, excuse me, I am the plaintiff, I get to choose as to what I want to put out in public. And I may choose tomorrow to the degree of which I want to disclose in public. I am prepared for a total public announcement, but depending upon their, the decision they make, if they repent, that's a beautiful thing, and I'll, I'll celebrate sharing that message. If they aggress and violate, I may be a little bit more closed about how I handle that. But we'll see how today goes, tonight goes. If you are a praying person, I would absolutely appreciate if you prayed for those in our public service that their heart is pierced and their conscience is pierced that what they have done is a violation of citizens' rights and it's time that they stop and play, pray that they're open to hearing the truth. 
pray that I am calm to speak and my temperament is calm and I'm able to manage the health challenges that I have before me today and that I have the strength to make it through today, regardless of the outcome. I really appreciate that in, in many ways, and more than you could imagine if that's uh, in your heart to do that. And if you're so inclined, instead of saying those words in your mind, put some exhale behind them and vocalize them. Praying out loud is a, it's a difficult thing, but the people that know me, when I say I pray, I step off to the side, I go somewhere private, and I put the words out audibly. It's really it's amazing if you understand the, the Creator. The name of the Creator, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh, those are just humans' ways to identify the Creator. But the name of the Creator best expressed is known to be an exhale. Life began with God breathing it into Adam. And the way he is known is through our breath of exhale. So it's very difficult to put vocabulary or letters around the sound of exhaling. But that's the name of the Creator. That's why I think it's very important when prayer for prayer to be audible. So we're returning God what he has given us, that life through breath. Anyway, I put this before the altar of you, Christ. <laughs> I'm so not worthy. So not worthy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to honor Christ. Thanks everybody. Hope you all have a great day and that God's will plays out tonight. Take care. Mm -hmm.